Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, my name is Paul Roberts, and I am the cyber content lead here at Reversing Labs and the host of our regular podcast, Conversing Labs. And this is the third episode of Conversing Labs. Thank you, everybody uh, who is joining us. We've got a pretty amazing um, show for you today. Last episode, if you were with us, we were talking about the Conti malware, um, and we were uh, going into you know what's going on with Conti malware. This uh, episode, we're, it's it's somewhat related. Uh, we're talking about Emotet, uh, which is a piece of malware that actually the Conti group is uh, promoting and out there using very actively, but that has its own kind of history uh, and um, uh, capabilities and is really a growing threat out there, even though it's been around for a while, it's a growing threat uh, that, that folks need to know about. So we've invited uh, two folks who are really um, experts, not just in malware, but really have a lot of familiarity um, with Emotet uh, on the um, cyber defense and threat detection side. Um, and uh, so I want to take a, a second and introduce them. Uh, first up is uh, uh, Dragan uh, Damjanovic, who is a threat intelligence manager and at the Global SOC at KPMG. Dragan, welcome to Conversing Labs. Um, nice to have you too. Thank you for having me. Um, tell the folks, uh, well, and, and uh, our other guest is uh, Dado Horvat. Dado is a senior threat analyst here at Reversing Labs. Dado, welcome. Hi, Paul. Nice to be here. How are you? Okay, so um, before we get going, um, let's just kind of get you guys introduced to our audience. Uh, Dragan, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your background. So I do threat intelligence uh, and for more than five years now uh, in KPMG globally. Um, my role spans in Cybertech intelligence, intelligence gathering, creation of intelligence, uh, malware reversing, and standard SOC, uh, uh, SOC um, uh, duties. Um, I work with a few uh, charity uh, organizations that helps mostly hospitals and smaller businesses to fight the cybercrime. Great. Dado, tell us about yourself. Hi, everybody. My name is Dada Horvat. I'm based in Zagreb, Croatia. I've joined Reversing Labs in 2018 as a senior threat analyst, uh, currently serving in a role of solution architect for EMEA region. And previous to that, I was part of management board office for security in financial institution. And that takes me back in a time where I first encountered Imantet. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. Um, I'm Paul Roberts. I'm the host. I wanted um, just a little bit of housekeeping before we dive into Emotet. Uh, we are taking questions from the audience. And so uh, we very much want to know what's on your mind. There is a Q&A feature um, at the bottom of kind of your Zoom webinar screen. And feel free to pose questions there. Um, Carolyn, uh, our, who is one of our cyber content writers here at Reversing Labs, is going to be help helping to um, kind of moderate the questions. 
and so she will uh, present those uh, when we're kind of uh, done done with our conversation. And um, so please do that. Another thing is uh, we do have Conversing Labs t-shirts to give away to the lucky few of you who can correctly answer some uh, polling questions that are going to be kind of loosely based on the stuff that we talk about here in our conversation. So pay attention. Uh, we're going to have a short uh, series of questions at the end. And for folks who answer, I think, most of those right, uh, they will get a Conversing Labs t-shirt. Very exclusive, very high demand. So uh, stick around. Okay. Um, gentlemen, uh, Emotet. Um, what, uh, so this, this is a, this is a threat. I mean, I've been writing about cybersecurity for a long time and Emotet is, is on the one hand, not a new malware threat. It's been around for a number of years, I think around eight years. Um, I'm going to either one of you, could you just, uh, maybe, maybe, um, uh, Dragon, tell us what do we need to know about Emotet? What does it do? I know it started as a piece of banking malware, but it does much more now. So just tell us kind of what this malware is and what it does. So Emotet is not new, as, as you said. It started in 2014 as a banking trojan, um, but pretty fast it's changed to um, a modular malware and it's used to download additional malware after that, like Freakbot, ICD, and, 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 uh, and we know that in 2000 and 21, there was a takedown uh, happened from the uh, from the Europol and Interpol, um, and it took them a few months to get back. And now it's the same. They continue to be a model malware used for enabling other malware and other groups to do their um, hacking or infection ransomware. Depends on the what they pay, what they want to have. Right. And does it still function as banking malware? Is that part of part of what uh, it still has that functionality, but uh, that module is not much used. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't saw any usage for more than eight months into 10 months at all. There is still there options to download there, but not in the not not is not the main purpose anymore to be a banking trojan anymore okay and um what do we know about where emotet comes from um what the origins of it are who is behind the development of this malware either back when it was started or now that's changed what can you tell us about where this malware comes from. So based on the Conti logs that was shared by researchers, um, there is some indications that developers or runners of the Emotet are based in um, ex-Soviet ex -Soviet Union countries. Um, mm -hmm. As we know, the first takedown administrator was arrested in Ukraine. So I think they're mostly ex-Soviet countries uh, because still criminal ties between all criminal organizations in Soviet Union are still strong. And I think that's, that is where they're running from. Um, are developers there? 
that based on the other malwares that we have, TrickBot and others, we saw the few developers are in different countries. So I don't think that they are exclusively everyone sitting in, in the CIA, in the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. but I think operators, the owners are there. And, and kind of, if you look under the hood at this, like how it's developed, this is basically a, um, this is basically a, a, a for-profit development organization, right? Who's managing the software, uh, Data or, or Dragon? Yeah, so what we're seeing um, lately is that primary objective of Imitet is not committing crime per se. So mm -hmm. I would say that the, the bigger income for them would be reselling access or serving as a dropper for third-party tools um, and third-party payloads like Qbot, ICDID, Botkit, uh, right. etc. And and what's like very, very interesting is the simplicity of the, the, the whole delivery chain uh, hasn't changed much in the last eight years. Mm -hmm. um, it always relies on uh, Office documents. Um, the lures are not particularly well crafted. Not, not and I would say it's not spear phishing, some APT uh, level stuff. But again, they are in in game of numbers as they are delivering going mm -hmm. to distribution as, as we are seeing on our backends from reversing labs. Um, they they only need like fraction of users to to enable macros and and, and start the infection chain. And obviously, it still works. Like eight years after it first emerged, it's still going strong. Um, like I, I remember reading uh, the, the January 2021 when the first disruption effort took place from Europol, and authorities said, "Well, Imitate is done for good." And to be honest, I, I was a bit sad when that occurred because when I was, I was working in financial institution, like we were seeing daily emoted campaigns and they were working like like mm, clockwork very mm -hmm. precise um, very i would say predictable mm -hmm. and again it obviously works because they wouldn't continue as they did and mm -hmm. the downtime for emoted took like in, in november 2021 we have the headlines emoted is back so and, and we see steadily that emoted in the volume it doesn't represent like very mm, i would say large uh, percentage of daily seed malware code, but it's very, very consistent. So it's, it's very steady. And, and, and I don't think it's like, it's gradually changing. Uh, it's, uh, I would say, business model where they, they mm, would, would are dropping different tools and Dragon will, will share some insights a bit later what, what he's seeing on, on his endpoints. Got it. And um, when we call it a dropper, obviously, as the name suggests, this is a, that means that one of the functions it performs is to deposit other payloads on target networks like ransomware. Yes, to enable other malware to run on, on the host, yes. Um, ransomware is the one of them that we noticed uh, in the last few months. Uh, they're using uh, as a second uh, payload a uh, cobalt strike uh, that is mostly used for lateral movement and 
post-exploitation phase. Um, before, I think they, they, they work with the Ryuk uh, gang, um, now with the Kunti. I think they are now just selling access yep. uh, and, and enabling ransomware groups to have more targets. Yeah. It's one of the interesting things about the cyber criminal underground is that there are there's a supply chain, right? And there are groups that are that are really just kind of tools providers uh, to other groups, whether ransomware groups or or what have you, right? And 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 that's kind of the role that the Emotet organization um, plays. So you both you both mentioned this um, takedown that happened in I think early 2021 that was coordinated by Europol. Um, can you just talk about what happened back then and um, what prompted it? So there was this effort to take out Emotet. What happened and was there some specific incident that, that prompted the authorities to, to do that operation? Not sure if there's a specific incident that prompted them, but in that point of time, Emotet was the biggest um, email distribution malware. Mm -hmm. uh, then they decided, okay, it's too much. Uh, I think the Microsoft had uh, statistics that every third email that they come to there was part of the Emotet. Right, You're right. Uh, so in that wow. point, they would say, we have enough, and they mm -hmm. work together with uh, Europol and other presidential agencies to do synchronized uh, destruction, uh, synchronized takeover of the domains, IPs uh, that Emotet is using. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the first time that they uninstalled uh, malware from infection pieces. There was a little, I know legally if it's right to do that or not, because you're removing files from users unaware. Right, other people's computers, yeah. right? But as I said, I support their action 100%. When uh -huh. that stopped, it was really release. It was really uh, like sight out from our SOC analysts and like- So you saw a drop out. off after that event. Yeah. Drop yeah. off was only short because on that place, trick, Trickbot came in on that place and, and take the the take business the palette, yeah. um, and, yeah. and basal order. And then we have a takedown of the trickbot now that happened. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was just temporarily. And you you said that over a period of months, basically within I forgot six or ten months, Emotet basically re-emerged. Um, what do we know about what happened or what changed between the takedown and the reemergence? Was this just we got new infrastructure, but we're basically distributing the same code, or were there changes to the um, malware itself? So there was a change in the malware, uh, not much of in functionality, but there was a change on ways how they encrypt their uh, config files where they stored. Uh, first layer of C2 uh, servers. Uh, that is whole revamped with a totally new encryption. Mm -hmm. um, I think the last sample, they have a obfuscation of the flow, uh, execution flow. And uh, that's more for to stop reverse uh, engineers to mm -hmm. figure it out. Mm -hmm. 
but the rest is the same. Um, only thing that was new uh, when they started, um, luckily for them, or by someone maybe who they know, Log4j came out uh, and they used that to ramp up their uh, spamming campaigns and to wrap up their uh, infrastructure. And that helped them a lot to get faster back. Uh, because when they came up the first time in November, I think they have only five C2 servers and now have more than 50 in, in, in the config. So the log4j vulnerability helped them rebuild their compromised infrastructure yeah. that they use yeah. to distribute. Right, right. Interesting. Um, Jada, you were saying that um, that from a for, from a detection standpoint um, for for defenders, basically, um, that this is not Emotet generally is not a targeted uh, attack on your organization, and by targeted we mean targeted phishing, where they've done a you know a fair amount of you know, open source research and they're going after specific employees that this is just sort of a, a casting a wide net. Is, is, is that right? Yeah. The incredible thing is it still works. Um, <laughs> yeah. But when, when you see, like in my previous day job, financial institution, they were targeting approximately 95% of our address list. And if something happened uh, that like our controls or uh, detection mechanisms didn't work and, and some of the files got delivered, you'd always see several people like three, four, five clicking on the link. And that created, um, well, mess from our side because we were expecting when you're seeing day in and day out, the same things, same behavior, different hashes, but um, same threat family, you would expect for detection mechanisms to get better. So on, on our side, our solution to the problem was um, basically creating our own set of IOCs. By that meaning, we would start with a single hash that we received. We detonated dynamically and extracted all the C2 information, then put that C2 information. First, we would block the proxies, uh, every attempt of outbound uh, connections. And also we would search for our logs to see is any of the machines um, um, actually has been in infected. And we were quite, successful with that. So we're trying to, to, to keep step ahead of the bad guys. Um, it, it was very tedious job because you, there was only a handful of uh, samples that you could uh, uh, analyze and create your own set of ICs. Um, when I joined reversing labs, we encountered numerous customers, especially from, from FI world, asking us, could we help with uh, extraction or generating uh, meaningful IOCs for them for uh, Emotet family. And this is something that I would like to share my screen and just show you one yeah, quick sure. demo of how it's done. Today, so we would start, this is our platform, A1000. It's used for analyzing samples. We started with a simple Emotet uh, uh, hash. As you can see, yep. there is, there's, there's a storyteller uh, about what this particular file does. Um, everything is more or less uh, known. Uh, so what, as an analyst, what I wanna see now, I have a single sample. So I would like to see uh, first, all the emitted samples that I have in, in my database, in Reversing Labs database. And then I would like to see uh, 
extraction of network uh, information. So for that, obviously, um, biostatic analysis, it's, it's very difficult to, to extract information because a lot of times it's been generating on the fly. So what we do is we will use a set of dynamic solutions. Um, we, we use our proprietary uh, reversing lab spot sandbox, we use Google, we use FireEye, and we use Joe Sandbox. So where this takes us is the following, following place. So what I'm doing, like it's highly automated, it is done by APIs. So what we are doing is first, we are searching for our database for all traces of emitted seen, for example, in last two weeks. Uh, as this query is loading, we'll see that it will probably have around 2,000 samples uh, in, in, in the last two weeks. Actually, I can, sh I can share my screen with the uh, yep. distribution of, of email that, that's been seen on, on our side. Huh. So you can see, so this is from January 1st this year. To uh -huh. date. So you can see that steadily, like th these are not uh, extreme numbers, but obviously, so first of all, this does not correspond with honeypots and, and endpoints. This is um, indicative, it, 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 it represents number of- These are samples that were found on real that, 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 in, that in that production environments. With a platform, but there is mm -hmm. a trend and then you can more or less, Dragon can confirm the stuff that he's seeing on, on, on his endpoints that Imotet is steadily being seen uh, in the world. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So back to and, our- and those, and those kind of waves, those just correspond to basically campaigns, right? Yeah. So it, it, the, like you will not see emitted campaigns during the weekend. You will not see campaigns flushing out at the same time. So one mm -hmm. of the things that, that, that we notice in, 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 in financial institution, and Dragon can attest to that, is they will follow the pattern of a certain time zone. So they will not deliver emails for US-based uh, victims in the middle of the night, because that would be very suspicious. They will not do it during the weekend. So they're quite aligned with, with, uh, with, with the targets. And right. that, 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 that adds to, to the conclusion that they're probably um, plus minus seven, several hours from EMEA region. So that, that corresponds with, with Dragon's conclusion that they're probably in Russia. So for example, what we see now in our advanced search is like we found 11,000 samples of emitted in our database. What we will do now is I can take every single one of them, detonate it in dynamic solution and extract network information. Fortunately, these, these are pre-processed from our side. So what's happening behind the scenes now is we are, first of all, we are doing the advanced search for emitted and then we're looking for our um, advanced analysis. So the entry within our API query would be result of, mm -hmm. so this would be a Joe sandbox analysis and it will extract uh, URLs, IPs, et cetera. So when, when you change this action and, and run this over uh, a larger set of data and you will end up with something looking like this. So this is something okay. we can, Obviously, there will be some false positives here. There'll be some local addresses. There'll be a lot of the things that, that we are seeing with, with malicious payloads when they're trying to mimic and, and hide within uh, legit traffic. 
But mm -hmm. on the other hand, you will see a lot of lot of IPs that you mm -hmm. can cross reference with your logs, with your SIEM, and 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 hopefully it will help you stay a bit ahead of the game. So there are a lot of awesome tools. There are a lot of repositories online that you, you can search. For example, I, uh, I I took example of one IP address that can be found on GitHub, and when you you can again you can cross reference that with samples in our database. So I'm looking for this particular IP address. And the result is like, we see that it's like 1,200 imitated samples that are using that particular uh, set. Was that taken that. actually from the code on, on uh, uh, from the imitated code or was that taken just from a, a, so a sample? Very, 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 very seldom will you find IPs hard-coded in code. It, it okay. happens dynamically, it needs to be executed. Uh, in this example, we just use public available IOCs on GitHub. As you can see, oh, okay. uh -huh. there will be like 135 addresses and that, that will not take you very far. Yep. While with extraction, like this, this would be two weeks data, A thousand, yeah. you yep. end up with more than 1,000 lines of um, different IPs. And after you clean up the, the, the whole process, you will end, you, you end with, with, with really, I would say, uh, relevant threat intelligence that you can work with and then you can create your own controls and, and, and hopefully eradicate uh, any, 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 any signs of them. So just connecting the dots, you would take those IP addresses that you got from the, you know, associated with the Emotet samples. And again, this is from, from Reversing Labs platform. And that would be data that you could then use to interrogate your own traffic logs to see, am I seeing traffic to or from this IP address that I know is associated with the Motet? Absolutely. Yeah. So I suggest we jump to Dragon. Uh, and if you could share some of his telemetry, um, Dragon is being modest here. So he's in charge of 4 million endpoints. So I would say he's he's the best authority. That's a, on, on that's a big that's a big platform. Yeah. So, so if anybody's seeing Emotet, that would be a Dragon. So can you see my screen? Yep. Maybe just make it a little bit bigger. But yep. Yep. That's great. Is it better? Perfect. So this is the data that we get uh, for fourth of April. Uh, mm -hmm. This is uh, from directly from our email gateway provider that we use. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So global metrics, um, let's say it takes a second. So there's around, what they Six, say all for that 63,000, yeah. 63,000 and 20, almost 18,000 different attachment variants of huh. uh huh. <clears throat> and it's targeted more than 100, 100 different companies in different verticals. Um, as we saw from the Dado, it was part of the Epoch 5 IP that he checked. Uh, I think there's 46 somewhere here. This is the rest of them. Uh, this is the change in encryption in config. They use uh, two keys to encrypt the config, not like before, where they use mm -hmm. a few bytes. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a cobalt strike that they're trying to dump. Uh, after running, and this is the where they're getting their second stage and third stage. So okay, yeah. Um, as I said, that would be po post cobalt strike. Yeah, yeah. So after, if you are lucky to be chosen, you get the cobalt strike. Yes. Right. Um, and just to so, clarify, so over the years, you know, um, Emotet's been associated with with different types of 
deliverables yeah. first stage malware and you're saying these days what you're seeing mo a lot is is that it's dropping cobalt strike in the last month month and a half it's a primarily cobalt strike directly so and just for for attendees you don't know uh, what is cobalt strike what does it so do cobalt strike is a legitimate pen testing tool uh, made by the company uh, i think they were now bought with a different one uh, it's legitimate tool um it's you can buy it online for, four, I think, four grand. Uh, and it's already linked to the underground and it's shared for free between uh, groups. Uh, it's really good tool for post-exploitation. Uh, if you, if anyone of the knows about, it's similar to Metasploit, just much more right. powerful, much more stealthier than the Metasploit. Right. And it's always a not good sign if you have this in your environment. Right. So, so, so like, like a Metasploit or a Mimikatz, Cobalt Strike is one of these kind of dual use tools that can be used by internal red teams, pen test teams to assess, you know, your, your risk posture and your security, but it is also used as a, as an offensive tool by malicious actors. Yes, it can be used for offensive, yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the importance of mentioning Cobalt Strike in, in emitted context is the following picture. So this is, uh, statistics are shared by Symantec uh -huh. and they will list most frequently seen pre-ransomware tools. So obviously Cobalt Strike is very, very high. And as we see emitted drop in Cobalt Strike, uh, there's, it's fairly obvious what's gonna happen for you on third step. So also th th this is a topic that was discussed by my colleague, uh, Patrick Knight. Uh, and and you, can, you can see his analysis on connection between Cobalt Strike and, and recent ransomware attacks. So th this is like, as we see, Emotet is not evolving as much as it's uh, positioning with buyers. So obviously there is great demand for um, high targeted um, strikes on, 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 I would say, lucrative uh, targets that are capable of paying out um, large amounts of ransom. Um, and $4,000 for a cobalt strike is, is not really expensive. And seeing that Emotet is dropping um, cobalt is, is indication that they're, they're really good in adapting in, in, in current, um, I, I would say, um, landscape and, and the whole ecosystem of underground um, where the bad guys are simply purchasing uh, access to, to, to various endpoints. Let's talk about some of the uh, indicators of compromise that are that we know are associated with the motet. So again, for folks on the line who are looking to defend their environments, um, prevent, uh, infection by a motet, or at least lessen the damage if there is an infection. Um, what do we know about sort of the telltale signs? You mentioned some of the some of the IP addresses that are associated that are that are pushing a motet, so that's good. What what are some of the other um, telltale signs of this uh, malware? So after execution of the malware, so after a user double clicks on attachment enable. So, so Dragon, just to just 
the most important measure is not to click on enable macros. Yeah. Yeah. 90% yeah. of, of everything starts with enabling yeah. macro on office documents and click and click an email attachment and it tells you you have to enable macros. Do not do that. User awareness, yes. Be, user awareness be, or at least step. it's a big red flag, right? Yeah. User awareness is the first first way to do it. The second, in case if the user clicks for who knows reason why. Uh, what is good to look for is uh, process creation from any Excel, Word, PowerPoint, uh, Microsoft Office applications uh, to like PowerShell, CMD, BB script or something like that, that is not usually used uh, with, in conjunction with the um, Office document, Office Suite. Um, just to say Google Sheet uh, doesn't have that much, uh, doesn't have that problem that much because most is online and doesn't allow macro running and is running different ways. G Suite, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so you can use that <laughs> as an excuse if you want to change. Uh, but that is the sum of the TTPs. So after execution, and if you miss that process creation, always will be start standard recon. So it will check if the user is part of the domain, if the user is admin, it will try to query domain for domain controllers or a forest if there is a part of forest and it will try to pull the, all the users from a domain and send to the C2 servers. So this is something that you should look in case you miss uh, everything before that. And, and, and if, if, if I may, if, if may, if I may add, Dragon. So we were discussing previously on how do you see some unusual traffic going towards C2 uh, servers of Imitet. Uh, contrary to, to popular belief, those will not be hosted in Russia. Those will not be hosted in China. Uh, incredibly, like 18%, like the biggest number of C2 servers for Imitet are based are hosted in the United States. So geolocation is not a good way of, of detecting something bad is happening. Um, I, I would say start with IPs, with threat intelligence, with uh, like all the, the, the majority of the list is publicly available. Create your own threat intelligence, um, create um, alerts on your SIEM. If you see any traffic going towards those locations, uh, it, it might not be too late, but you should like, I would say the biggest problem for financial institutions at the moment is first data exfiltration, um, more or less with, with ransomware. Um, more more than ransomware, you mean? Yeah, so solid organizations will be able to, to recover from backup, et cetera. But if you lose the data, your customer data, your PEIs, um, it creates a big problem for you. And we're seeing constantly that companies are paying out those, uh, to those demands and in, in, in effort to dodge the bullet and maybe not get fined by GDPR and, and, and similar. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So, um, and, and we kind of, uh, on one hand, you think like, well, yeah, of course, you know, don't, if your attachment's asking you to enable macros or whatever, but I guess one thing to note is in, in industries like, um, financial services, it, it actually might be pretty common that you're going to be getting uh, spreadsheet attachments that have 
scripts uh, embedded in them or or macros um, just as part of your your job. Um, so in those environments, maybe it isn't that unusual to to see something like that, right? Um, yes. If, the, if that kind of attachment is originating from outside your organization, uh, right. it should be up to SOC teams and, and security teams to make sure that those files are sanitized properly before ending up on, on, on endpoints. Can, can organizations that, I mean, most organizations, I'm guessing, already have some kind of you know email gateway um, that they're using, but it sounds like you really can't count on that catching all of these uh, dodgy attachments um, uh, before they get to your user's inbox. There is no silver bullet. So if there's a silver bullet, everyone will use it. Um, there's a few options in Microsoft Office that you can enable and disable uh, micros. And in the financial institutions as where I work, we cannot disable um, macros there is too much usage of them um yep. we only we only check for ones that are not normal not normal like not seen every day same like powershell or something like that there is a uh, additional options but that's to do a strain to it teams it is to enable uh sign micros um but that you need to have a team who can if the client sends a new micro, you will need to do reconnaissance on it, sign it yourself, and send to your uh, user. That takes time, that manpower, manpower costs money, and time is money in, in audit industry. So in smaller industry, you, you will be able to do it, but in the big ones, it's not that easy. But there is always ways to do it. Um, is there any way to disable? I said, depends on industry um before we go to i i got one or two more questions for you i just want to remind the folks who are attending we are going to be taking questions um uh dragon and data are both uh, open to taking questions so you got two uh malware and threat analyst experts on the line uh they don't come cheap so if you got questions go ahead and pose them and we will ask them uh before we break um and use the Q&A feature on Zoom to do that. So uh, you mentioned that um, COBOL Strike is, is the new um, uh, drop of choice for, um, uh, for the Motet. What, do we, what should our um, viewers know about that particular uh, drop um, that piece of malware and what they should be monitoring for or uh, looking out for with COBOL strike. So this is assuming, you know, they're not able to detect a motet. Um, it, it executes, somebody clicks on a link, it executes um, and it drops COBOL strike. Uh, what then from a threat detection and, and response standpoint? So if they're not available to detect a motet, I'm not sure they detect the COBOL strike too. So um, because Cobalt is much more sophisticated than Emotet malware. Cobalt uh, uh, telltale signs for Cobalt is that um, name pipes that he creates. Uh, it's always random names and it's not like readable by humans. So that's a pretty easy way to detect. And it's like for four to eight letters and numbers, and it's always random. 
but for that you need to have EDR capable to reading that or Sysmon with the name pipe collections. Um, what additional that you can check uh, is um, unusual process creating different other processes or trying to execute um, memory dumps or going from one to machine to another with a service account or user account. So something that it would tell you like, oh, there's possibility of the malware, but our tools didn't detect it. And with the memory snapshot of the unaffected machines or a machine that they try to move on, um, there are tools on the GitHub on online that will detect COBOL strike in memory because most times they run only in memory. They don't run from the hard drive. So I think that is the best way to detect them. Dado, anything to add on that? No, so I, um, I recently spoke to a colleague who is still active uh, within FI. When you, when you get an alert that Cobalt Strike has been detected in your environment and you're not performing pen testing at the moment, you, you are already in, in big trouble. So uh, I can only imagine what kind of cases the, the SOC teams have uh, when, when they like, hit alerts on 40 Cobalt Strikes detected in their network. It, it really is not a pretty sight. So the best way is even stop that that section of the chain to, to occur. Like you need to be preventive even to, for the, there, there are enough clues, there are enough tools, there are enough indicators uh, to spread, to, to prevent emitted fraud from ever making the, this initial foothold. Uh, today we are talking about Cobalt Strike. Uh, I, I've seen uh, news that, that the, the emitted group has already uh, Choose, choose, choose some new tools for for uh, reconnaissance. So today it's Cobalt Strike. Tomorrow it will be something else. So definitely, with, with something that, that that's basically a legacy um, and, and, and commodity in 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 our field of work. After eight years of seeing Imotet, like every decent organization should be able to to. Uh, create controls and imprint from these events yeah. happening. And, and it, again, you mentioned it, it may be used for data theft or ransomware. These days, what, what are we seeing mostly? Is Imotet, I, we know the Conti group is using it, they're, they're a ransomware outfit. Is Imotet mostly a, a precursor to a ransomware attack? Or I, I remember times where when Imotet when Imotet was dropping Drydex, it was 2017, and I was still working at, at FI, and we had, uh, so the infection is happening on the client side, obviously, and amount of work that's needed from an organization from, from the side, from, from bad guy side is, uh, I, I would say, an, an effort uh, to conduct uh, bank fraud via stealing uh, OTPs, um, in, injecting browser sessions, etc. Credentials, right? It, it, yeah. Credentials. It, it's it's larger than you would, and, and and banks have stepped up, so they've seen the losses that, that they were taking um, from 2017 to today. I, I would say that the the new game is ransomware. Um, the payouts are much much bigger. Um, also, you, you, mm, all the middlemen are are, are uh, 
excluded. Like there is no need for money mules. There is no need for uh, siphoning actual money yep. through. Yep. Uh, Cryptocurrency took care of all that for us. Yeah. Cryptocurrency uh, really is 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 the, like every single every trend that is happening in, in previously. As the losses progress, as the losses become unacceptable, and and, and this risk appetite becomes unacceptable for the larger organizations, I, I believe that they will step in and and more effectively uh, battle the the whole ransomware plague. Um, before we go to questions, is there anything I didn't ask you, either of you, uh, Dragon or Dado, that you that you want to say? Any points you want to make? Um, if you can disable macros, do it. Yeah, if you can. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, Carolyn. Hi there, everybody. My name is Carolyn Van Arsdale. I'm a cyber content creator here at Reversing Labs. Um, so I guess it's time for some questions. How about that? Shoot. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, sounds good. We do have a few questions. Um, first off, is EDR reliable to detect Emotet or Cobalt Strike? Uh, yes. Short question. Short answer is yes. Uh, you will need to do some, depends on EDR. You will need to create some additional rules if there's not already existing for, for stuff like that. But yes, um, that's the short answer. It will help you prevent the EDR. It will help prevent emotet and other malware, but need to be set up correctly. So both the gateway protection around your, your email in particular, but then also on the endpoint. Yeah, because user can always download emotet from their Gmail account. Right. Or right. any other email provider that they use. Okay. So it's not always it's not always been good to detect yourself because every port, every user have their own private email that they can download sample if they got sent to. So EDR is good solution to help that. Yeah. I, I would say that um, prevention on email gateway would be step one. Like Emotet is almost exclusively delivered via email. Um, there are large chunks. You'll see 90% of your address book being spammed with the same or very similar uh, subject, all containing. I, I, I understand the need for office documents containing macros, but do we need like 10,000 people in organization? Uh, are they, do they need like the exact same thing? highly doubtful so so there are a lot of custom rules that you can if, if your mail get, gateway allows you to, to create and when you see combinations of different senders same subject um, large chunks of, of data being delivered simultaneously to a large number of, of recipients these are all things that, that any decent socks should be able to uh, prevent or analyze before releasing them to the to the endpoints. Okay. Great. Thank you both. Uh, next question for you both. Um, so to talk about the international operation that happened to take down Emotet, um, obviously resurged um, in late 2021. Uh, do you two think that the Conti ransomware group is uh, a big player in this resurgence? Do you think that if Conti had not stepped up to the plate, to bring them back, it would have had that resurgence. 
Does so Conti responsible for the resurgence in Emotep? Right. Um, I I don't think so. I think they were they 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 had uh, mostly luck with log for j not not with the Conti to to extend their networks. There is some uh, when they started there was some overlap in infrastructure, but most of the most of that is just because they're hosted in the same uh, data center. But I don't think that Conti in that time helped Emotet to rebuild. No, I think they rebuilt it by themselves. Uh, it took them more than 10 months to do it. So I think that they have, I think they were re not ready for takedown, but they have contingency plan in case stuff happens. And I think now it's much more harder to take them down fully than before. Because they learn, okay, we if they take our servers, we need to rebuild. And I think that will be much more harder now to do it. But if if that happens, I will support them 100%. Uh, law enforcement, not them. Yeah, if everybody recalls the pictures <laughs> that were shared by Europol, uh, I would say yeah. that hopefully they, they are paying their, their operators and admins uh, a bit more the, than this was from This was from one of the arrest sites, I yes. think, uh, for so the takedown. I, I, I would, yeah. uh, they, they need to pay more for, for their employees. <laughs> this really doesn't look yeah. like an operation. And, yeah, and, that's not a... It's not a Lambo type of operation. It almost assembles some kind of decoy. I would say when I first saw the pictures, yeah. I was like, yeah. no way, this, this was behind all the trouble, all the pain, all the sleepless yeah. night that we had. Like, it, there's no way in hell that, that this could end up the whole Emoted. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, you were right. So resurrection of Emoted. So, uh, so do you think that that was just a low-level operator, basically, and and not not the uh, the folks who are who are running the Emotet, you know? Group? I, I would say like obviously the traffic went down, so something yeah. happened. Uh, yeah, maybe it was just as people got arrested, uh, probably the kingpins, the the, the guys who are high, higher on the on the on the on the scale, maybe just lay low for some time to see. Okay, what would be the the, the, the follow up and all the and, and and all the actions that will be taken from from your whole side? And when they saw that the, the, there is clear, obviously, well, they, they they resurrected even stronger than they they were previously. Yeah, I mean, we kind of think of like malware operations as you know just swimming in cash and driving Lambos and like, you know, on yachts and stuff. But yeah. for a lot of people, it's just like a nine to five job, you know, like they might not be making much more than they'd make working in the private sector. That, that, that is absolutely true. Like we saw uh, the, the latest uh, revelations about uh, Mallory groups of how much they were they were paying paying their personnel like all the structure that was organized. One of the things that, that I noticed while I used to work for a financial institution was those guys who were conducting the attacks on our platform, our online online banking platform, like they needed to manually interact with with our uh, with, with our screens. 
And what we saw that they started almost aligned with our time zone and they also had their coffee break. They also had their lunch break. Like from 12 till 2 p.m., there were nothing was happening. Yeah. And so okay, that guys came back and they, they finished their work at, at 5 p.m. So for them, it's also like night five work. And yep. Yep. I, I would say that the, the bad guys will obviously uh, follow the money. They, they will go into sections where with, with the least effort they, they can uh, yield as, as, as a bigger return. So I, I would say Imotet is here to stay unless something dramatically happens in, in the meantime. But obviously the, the focus has shifted to, to other issues these days. So I'm not seeing that Imotet is priority for, for anybody these days. Carolyn, any more questions or should we move ahead to our poll? Why don't we go ahead to the poll? Okay, great. Okay, so this is, the, this is for the t-shirt. This is for all the money guys, for the Conversing Labs t-shirt. And uh, Carolyn has pushed the first question, which is what was, actually, I think all the questions are on here, which is great. What was, so the first one is, what was the name of the international effort to take down Emotet in early 2021? Global Defenders, Operation Ladybird, or Project Takedown? Hmm. All right. I think we're going to be nice today and say two out of three questions. We get two that out of sounds, three questions. That right, sounds good. Yes. Because we'll see <laughs> how everyone does. The second question is which cybercrime group resurrected Emotet in late 2021? And the third question, when was Emotet first discovered? Okay. We're gonna give people another minute or two, and then we'll uh, we'll review the answers. Okay. Okay. About 30 more seconds. This is for the t-shirt. Okay, I'll go ahead and end the poll. Sounds good. All right. Okay. So number one, what was the name of the international effort to take down Emotet in early 2021? We had two people say Operation Ladybird, one Project Takedown. Carolyn, the correct answer? Operation Ladybird. We did not oh. mention that at all during the discussion. I know. That so. was, I was thinking that. Like, no. <laughs> That'll be the freebie. <laughs> that would be, right. That was a test question, just like in your SATs. That was one of the, one of the experimental questions. Um, two, which cybercrime group resurrected Emotet in late 2021? Uh, I think everybody answered the same Conti, and that is, of course, the correct answer. Um, and three, when was Emotet first discovered? 2020, 2018, 2014. And once again, uh, everybody seemed to think 2014. And in fact, that is when Emotet was first merged, was in 2014. It's almost been 
It's been eight years, which is really amazing. Uh, thanks everyone for um, participating and we will reach out to you to get information so that we can send you a exclusive Conversing Labs t-shirt. Um, I wish I had the design that I could show you, but I'd have to go digging on my hard drive for it, but it's cool looking um, and you won't regret it. Um, Gentlemen, any um, any closing words, any final advice for folks on the on the call uh, in terms of, you know, defending themselves against Emotet, um, Cobalt Strike? Oh, we have one. We have one additional question. Actually, yeah, an important one. Um, and Carolyn just pushed that out, which is. Uh, if you're interested in any of the information and intelligence that um, we've been talking about here, I think we've got Yara rules as well as some interesting um, uh, threat intel on Emotet. Um, let us know and we will uh, get that out to you. So gentlemen, any, um, any final questions, uh, any final uh, comments or advice for the folks who are uh, who are listening in. Be vigilant and always keep losing. Okay. And Dado, any final thoughts? Well, I, I can say I consider myself lucky not to be on a side of targets for for Imitate and just I wouldn't say a more comfortable position where we can just observe how defenders are tackling the, the problem of, of Emotet and, uh, and other strains that are, that are attacking higher high value targets. And I, I hopefully we were interesting enough and everybody liked the section about our threat intelligence. Yeah. Want to know more? Contact reversing lives. Yeah. We'll have information for you on doing that. And I think one thing that's really clear is like, this is some, this is, you know, Emotet is something that is out there right now. It's not, if you're just a big financial services company, that this is something you're going to see that th these, these attacks are pretty wide ranging and, and targeting companies across different industry verticals and companies of different sizes. So you've got a really good chance of running into Emotet out there if you've got any kind of presence. Almost. If you have an email, you will get them. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, Dragan, Dado, thank you so much for joining us uh, and telling us all about uh, educating us on uh, this really important threat of Motet. It's been a pleasure. Ours too. Thank you for having us. Great. And for those of you who are online, this will be available uh, offline. So we've recorded it and we'll be posting it uh, shortly. And you'll get a link if you registered, you'll get a link to the video. And uh, if you got other folks you'd like to see, uh, have watch it, we'll have a, a page up where they can register and watch the video afterwards. So thank you. Thanks everyone for joining and be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of Conversing Labs. Bye everyone. <laughs>